Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about business strategies, thinking, and habits that are essential to building a successful event planning business while enjoying a fulfilling lifestyle. I am your host, Mayo Silvers, an events veteran with over 20 years of experience and also an unstoppable eventrepreneur with two multiple six-figure events business. Come listen with an open heart and open mind. Be ready to reset, recharge, and rejuvenate your life and your business. Welcome to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast once again. Thank you for giving me your time and your focus to listen to our podcast. And I'm extremely grateful and honored to have you here with me. Today, I want to talk about this dilemma that a lot of new business owners face in the events field. Should I niche down or should I be a one-stop shop? The answer to that is you don't know until you do it. <laughs> Why do I say that? A lot of times um, when you're first starting the business, especially in the events field, especially for event decorators or designers, you have no idea what your true passion is until you until you experiment okay until you experiment don't be afraid to experiment so unless you are extremely clear about what you don't want for instance if you are just starting your business you love to decorate but you know that you're afraid of balloons and you can't stand balloons or you're allergic to balloons right the latex then that may not be something that you want to put in, in your arsenal of services that you personally would want to execute because you simply can't do it, don't like it, or won't do it, right? So, we, so instead of thinking whether I should niche down, how to know whether you should niche down or provide a list of services is a process of elimination and trying it out. So you ask yourself, when you're just starting your business, what are the things that, that you like about doing an event? If you like to decorate, what are the different decor elements you like to do? So the different decor elements could be table centerpieces, right? Floral, ceiling uh, installation. It could be uh, draping backdrop. It could be balloon installation, just to name a few, okay? So it's a process of elimination. So if you know that you cannot stand balloon, then this may not be a service that you want to offer. The problem that a lot of new business owners in the events field face is they are afraid that if they don't include that service into their uh, list of services, okay, they are afraid that they will not get enough business because it is in high demand. Now, there is a solution for that. Regardless whether it's floral or it's um, balloon installation or backdrop, okay, you don't have to niche down on what you can offer to your potential client. For me, as an event planner, when I niche down on the services that I provide, that took me 
I would say like 10 years. Okay. When I first started the business, I know for a fact that I do not want to plan weddings. All right. I want to plan corporate events, but I did not, um, I did not niche down to what type of corporate events could be a gala, could be a fundraising event. It could be a, uh, a charity event it, for a nonprofit. It could be incentive travel. It could be destination events. It could be summits or conferences or day of meetings, right? It could be team building activities. There's so many when it comes to corporate events. I did not niche down until 10 years later. Why? Because you don't know what you don't know. When I first started the business, I have I don't have a strong inclination to any type of events because for me, they're basically the same except that the decor or, or the entertainment uh, chosen is different based on the theme of the event. So I did not niche down on anything except that I know for a fact that I will not want to do weddings. So if I get a wedding inquiry, I pass it on to someone else. Or if the wedding couple treats their wedding like a corporate event, I will plan the wedding for them, which I had done. So as an event planner, when you're first starting the business, I would say don't be so quick to want to niche down until you have tried it all to know what your passion is, what brings you excitement when you plan the event. So I have eliminated wedding planning. I have eliminated trade shows and exhibition from the list of services I do. Okay. I also eliminate working with charities or nonprofit organizations for their gala or fundraising events. It just, it's not that I don't know how to do. It just doesn't excite me or bring me joy, peace, and, and satisfaction. So, but I still do other events. Right, So it's a process of elimination. So I still do other events in the meanwhile. Now, M2 Hospitality, as I'm recording this session, we will be 11th year in business in April this year. It's only in the last three to four months that I have decided to niche down to one market. And that one market is to help six to eight figures, coaches and consultants to plan and strategize their ticketed in-person events because it allows me to use my expertise as an event planner and also satisfy my passion in being a strategic partner and being extremely good with numbers and analyzing the risk involved when ticket when pricing the tickets and sales and promotion it ignites me to do events like this because it's not just the same old planning but a lot of strategy is involved do i stop doing the other corporate events that i have been doing no i just delegate it to the contractors or team member that i have hired to take over that part of the business okay so that's how i structure my business now for those, and I also just do event design and 
that is really not my passion, but I can do it. So if my client comes to me and asks me to do this ticket pricing, person in person events, I do that part. But if if they want me to come out or come up with all the decorations and decor elements, it doesn't excite me. So what do I do? I um I either hire a creative director to put that together, or if they want something very simple. I'm able to envision how the event is going to look like. And I hire vendors that specialize in all the different components of the event to execute the event for me. So I know that I need floral. I hire a florist to execute my vision for the floral. I know that I like to have lounge furniture for the event. I hire a furniture rental company to rent the furniture from. And if I need a custom backdrop, I work with a company that can customize a backdrop for me. I don't have to do all these things myself. So I don't strain myself in physically in physically doing it. And financially, it's not stressful for me because I don't own inventory. Neither do I need to have staff on hand to execute this. But from the client's perspective, I am a one-stop shop, okay? I'm not so niche down that I only do one thing. So they know that they are able to still get different services from me because I have a whole network of people that I work with and I have the vision to create how the event look like. So I am a one-stop shop, but my niche is doing in-person events. And then the rest of the things that comes with the in-person event becomes auxiliary services, okay? For you event designers and decorators out there, perhaps you are learning from other people in the creative field who told you that you need to buy inventory, who told you that in order to become a one-stop shop is the only way that you need to make money. That means you you need to be able to be the one doing the floral yourself. You need to be the one owning the linen. You need to be the one owning the drapes and the pipes. You need to be the one who buy all these balloons and do everything yourself. I want to caution you, okay? Am I saying that it's not going to make money? No. I'm going to ask you, do you want to be like a production house? A production house is basically a one-stop shop that has all the resources and the labor and the talent to fully execute every single component of the event, okay? I have done business development for production houses and I have seen them go bankrupt because of that. There's not enough business to support the amount of labor and the resources that require maintenance. So they eventually niche down to creating the event design and maybe just keep one or two specialty in-house, which is the floral and also um, the floral centerpiece, doing the floral centerpiece and draping because it's not feasible to do everything else. So for you, when you are starting your business, you don't know whether if you should niche down to just do balloons or niche down to just do draping, niche down to just do centerpieces. 
ask yourself, can you see yourself growing a business, having such hands-on experience, creating every single thing? Is it sustainable? From a business point of view, it is not sustainable. That means you can do more than one or two events a day. But you can come back and say that, but May, I have the passion. I want to do all that. Hence, you start investing in, in taking balloon classes because you want to know how to do it. You start investing in floral centerpieces because you want to know how to do it. You start investing in the, those backdrops because you want to know how to do it. And the mistake that I see a lot of new business owners make is they start investing in all this because that's how they feel that they can be legit and their business is legit because they must know how to do it themselves. And I'm trying to tell you here is, no, you don't have to, but it makes you feel better, do it. <laughs> okay? And you may not agree that you want to niche down to only doing one thing because you have interest in every single thing. So, I would suggest that if that's the path that you want to take, are considering that it may not be sustainable to run your business that way because you'll be burnt out, you'll be super tired and you cannot scale. After considering that you still want to do it, do it because you probably are one of those people who will only learn after you experience it yourself. And this is the beauty of business, okay? Allowing yourself to make mistakes and learn from it. So do it. But if you have listened to this podcast and you ask yourself this question that, yes, I have the interest in every single thing. Yes, I want to be a production house. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, how can I make it sustainable? Okay, you don't have to niche down. How can I make it sustainable? You may want to find people that you can train, okay? Train so that not just you who knows how to do the floral, not just you who knows how to do the backdrop, not just you who knows how to, um, how to do the uh, balloon garlands. You have a team. The question is, do you want to go into this financial obligation to paying a team when you haven't had business coming in regularly? Okay? Or should you just learn these skills if you're so inclined to so that when you talk to a vendor who's specializing in all these services, you can talk intelligently about the design that you want and then have this person, this vendor, execute your vision, okay? I think that would be the best route. But you don't know what you don't know until you try. For those of you who already know at the get-go that no, balloon is not my thing, I don't want to do any backdrop, I only want to create the design and work with vendors, congratulations, you have a lot of clarity. The, a lot of times... It, comes, it becomes a little confusing when you have so many options and when you don't know what you don't like, okay? What you don't like. And also, you like a lot of things, right? So you don't know what you don't like, so you end up liking a lot of things and you want to do everything, okay? 
So if that's you, listen to this podcast again and follow the steps that I just mentioned, okay? Go through the process of elimination, what you really don't like, or if you can't find that, then just do it all and see whether it's sustainable even after listening to the podcast that you will need financial resources and labor resources to actually scale. And if you're okay not to scale, again, because you don't, you can't really see how your business is going, you just want to do it and get a feel of it, then do everything and see how it feels, all right? So is there a real answer to should you niche down or should you, should you do everything? My answer is if you go through the process of elimination and you still can't eliminate anything, just try it. But for those of you who are planners, okay, not decorators, planners, and you said that, you know, I'm going to give you a perfect example. I have a client inside a mentorship program, I would say had because she graduated after two years, you know, and she started, she started doing just weddings, only weddings, because she already know that she doesn't want to do anything else. Her passion is only helping wedding couples. So she niched down to wedding couples. But there's different types of weddings that you can do, right? There's an Indian wedding, there's a, there's a Persian wedding. There's so many different types of weddings. And, and there's also same-sex weddings, right? All those things. So when she first started working with me, I said, do not niche down. Do not niche down to only doing one type of clients and one type, one style of weddings because you don't know, okay? You, you don't know what you don't know. I said, give yourself opportunity to experience different types of weddings in terms of the culture and also take that time to ask yourself after you have done every single type of weddings, ask yourself and the style of weddings, okay? Some are outdoor, some are bohemian, some is very glitzy inside the ballroom and some are 500 people weddings, some are intimate weddings. After you have tried it all, then you can you have to take the time to ask yourself, um, what size wedding do I like? What is what type of culture wedding do I like? And after I would say a year later, she came back to me and said that okay, I'm going to niche down to multicultural weddings. I want to work with couples who are not of the same culture, okay? And I asked her why. And she gave me the reason because she had tried it all. So I said, if that's the case, go for it. I would not have asked her to or, or advise her to do that at the very beginning because she doesn't know what she doesn't know. She doesn't know what she doesn't know, number one. And number two, when you're first starting your business, when you're that niche, okay, unless you are super good in creating a reputation that you only do this and you're very good at this, it will be difficult to gain any momentum in your business because you are only attracting a very small percentage of clients that you can work with. So if you are starting your business and you become so niche and you don't mind not having, uh, you don't mind not spending some 
time and sometimes even money in building your visibility, okay, to get to that group of people that you only want to work with, then I would say don't niche down. For even designers and decorators, okay, you will probably will have to experiment unless you know exactly what you don't want. Then you will have to, if let's say you only like, you, you have a love for doing balloon installation, then be very, very good at that when you're first starting. Be very, very, very good at that. And all your content is to showcase this is what you do. I had a client inside my mentorship program. That's exactly what she did. She already know that she doesn't like to do draping. She already know that she doesn't want to do anything else except balloon installation because that's how she can fully express her creativity. And I said, go do that. And she was able to create content that is only talking about balloon installation, balloon design. And she became so well-known in her market, geographic market, that event planners who require or is looking, is doing an event that requires balloon installation will call her. And other, other uh, and clients who has, um, who has a balloon installation design in their event call her instead of calling the production house because she has made a reputation for herself in that market that I am the person that you should be working with if you want to do balloon installation or you want balloon art in your event. So if you're first starting your business, unless you clearly know what you like and what you don't like, I say don't niche, okay? Give yourself the opportunity to experiment. I have clients inside my mentorship program who told me that, no, I do not want to plan weddings. I only want to do um, milestone events except weddings. I say, okay, have you done weddings before? They say, no, but it feels like there's a lot of stress and everything. I said, okay, don't say no until you try it. And then they tried it and then they realized that, oh, wow, this is a market that people will actually, would actually, um, uh, this is a market that people will actually spend a lot more money and you, you, the type of fulfillment is very different when you do a wedding versus a birthday party. So I said, don't knock it off until you try it. So they followed my advice and guess what? Now 50% of their portfolio of services is weddings and the rest is other things. So final note, for those of you who are just starting your business, unless you're super clear of what you like and what you don't like, don't niche down especially when you're first year in your business. Try it all and then do a process of elimination, okay? And again, you don't have to do the part. You can still be a production house or a one-stop shop, but you don't have to do every single part yourself. You can find vendors that can fulfill the every single part and then you just do that one part, okay? So that you can still express your creativity and do what you love. So, that is, you know, that, that would be my advice for you. So this is a heavy content. So I would suggest that you probably want to listen to it a few times to get the gist of it. But um, this is also a topic that we'll be talking about in our upcoming workshop, all right? Uh, and how, how your offerings for your services is going to affect your business structure legally and, and also financial obligation. So you might want to join us for our workshop that is on March 28th to 30th, which is our Passion to Profit Bootcamp, three-day bootcamp. 
and uh, I will be talking about this on day one. So if you want to sign up for that, just make sure that you send me a DM or an email. Let me know that you want to sign up for that virtual workshop. Day one, we'll be talking about structuring your business, how to structure your business to niche down or, or, or be a one-stop shop, you know, to build a team or one-person show. And how is that going to complicate how to structure your business legally? That will be day one. Day two, we'll be talking about what should you be investing in in your business, especially when you're just starting and funds is limited. And day three, we'll be talking about how do you evaluate the return on investment on your investment. So if you want to join us for that, make sure that you reach out to me and we'll register you for that. Um, and if you know of any of your event, events friends who wants to join, refer them to me as well. Happy to teach for free for three days. And we always offer an opportunity to work with us at the end of the workshop. If you want to scale and grow without wasting any time and money, then and learn from someone who has been through and done that, then yes, there's an opportunity to work with us. If not, just come in and learn for free. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I speak to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Eventrepreneur Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, can you do me a favor? Please leave us a review and also share our podcast so we can help more eventrepreneurs out there. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss any new episodes.